going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode 249, one shy of 250. Where tonight we're talking about Halloween Kills, the many times delayed and long awaited sequel to the 2018 Halloween, and The Last Duel, Ridley Scott's new sword and shield tale based on true events. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. I'm Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Guys, how has your week been? Are you experiencing true fall weather? In the Ohio yes, Valley. yes. It, it doesn't smell like fall though to me. It's it, it's just wet and sad and cold. <laughs> That's what Which is like the it. definition of fall here. So uh, well, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what you're looking for for a fragrance, <laughs> but I actually know. I know what Chris is talking about like yeah, that. It's that, like that, that, that crisp smell of of cold and leaves. Yeah, like winter cold. air. Like it's on the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. 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 A chill permeates the air. Is what I always just say. I discovered that word permeates. Roger, what did you get into this week, my friend? Um, I got new glasses. That was exciting. I didn't realize how terrible my old glasses were until I got new ones. So that's nice. I need, I need glasses. Sure, get some. Uh, I also went to a Halloween party last night. That was fun. Exciting. That was awesome. Was good, good for you, man. I went as uh, Fat Thor. That was nice. Really? So I, wore a, <laughs> I wore pajama pants, a long sleeve button, or a long sleeve t shirt fingerless gloves and uh a bathrobe <laughs> that's nice. awesome. with long hair and um my little my axe so that's awesome good for you man that's a, that's a good that's a good costume um, yeah it works out pretty pictures. well i went to uh, if i have some i'll uh okay well, right. yeah, yeah. come through forever is taking pictures last night i will uh, all right yeah yeah i, I definitely to... want to see i went to netherworld it's a haunted house here in atlanta but when i'm when i'm saying like it's it's not even I went so I went early this week because it, Ryan, um, one of our seconds on the show, our payroll assistant is actually he's done now he's gone so we wanted to kind of do something fun with him and when I say that they were doing like fifteen to twenty thousand people a night this was like this was like seven days ago before Halloween so there it's it's the most impressive haunted house I've ever seen in my life like I mean yeah. it's to 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 walk so it it cost. I think it was forty dollars, which which gets you the original haunted house and then the the one right afterwards, the three D haunted house. They get you entry to both, um, and it's it took forty five minutes at a never stop pace to walk through it. Dang, it, it was it was very impressive. What's Something the like, what's the line from a couple years ago? If I pay forty dollars for a haunted house, I better die. Like isn't that, <laughs> that something that was going around social media for a long time? Whoa, I don't know. No. This, this Netherworld is damn impressive. If you guys get time, look it up on the, on the internet. It is damn forty dollars for a haunted house? I better die. <laughs> I mean, it's, it I was like really. I, I loved it, man. It was after the first part. You come like this little like spooky village where you can go to the next part, and there's like all kinds of like you could get like shops, and they have like places you can get something to drink, and you can get like a make like a funnel cake, a hot dog nachos it was it's just man the amount of i'm so happy so happy i was able to experience that because i don't so know my oldest, the one is good. my oldest is a giant sissy and I, i'm gonna feel terrible the first time i take her to a haunted house but my youngest man i don't know she she might enjoy that stuff when she gets a little older so that's exciting that, that's cool though that you went to a, you went to a good one i know that one of the first rooms like so the the room was spinning it's it was like a it was like a barrel that's spinning they somehow got some like effects and the ramp on the inside that you're walking on tilts the other direction so not only is it super trippy and it gives you like this like your stomach is like nausea and nausea but like it's also like if you don't hold on to the railing you're definitely going to fall over the edge <laughs> there's going to be some pain which i don't 
I, I'm surprised I never heard anyone getting hurt. I asked people if they've ever heard of anyone getting hurt, and they said no. And I was like, that is hardcore, man. My, my feet were almost hanging. Well, you you so can't sad. have something that hurts people or you'll get the shit suit out of you. Yeah, well, that's it. But what? it was it was awesome. That's why there's not roller skating rinks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember anyone who doesn't have a. And that's why you said remember. that's why you fill out 800 waivers to go play at the trampoline park. Anyone who doesn't remember going to like roller skating parties when you were little, you're not a 90s kid. That's that's how I always say you're not a 90s kid if you don't remember going to roller skate parties, because that was done like. <sighs> Maybe like by two thousand, those those were completely done with, right? Almost. Yeah, there was one here recently. The last one that was in this area finally closed just this past year. But I just I could imagine also one, also one in an area that burnt down. That old closed one. Just oh, did it really? Yeah. Oh no. Well, I'm glad I got to. It's now closed it. now because of the burning. <laughs> I, I watched some movies. <laughs> I watched. Okay. As a movie night we also did with Ryan before he left. So we did a Haunted House movie night. We watched this movie on Hulu. No, I'm sorry, Shudder. It was Shudder. It's called I know the a movie Haunt. on Hulu. Yeah, Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. This, so this was on Shudder. It's called The Haunt. And it, Wait, and hold, they're, on. hold on, hold on. Tell me about Palm Springs. What is this? Okay, guys. We gotta get through. So Palm Springs oh, is a hilarious God. movie. Very similar to Groundhog Day. All right, great. So nice. Shudder, The Haunt. They got, their rating system is zero to five skulls, and The Haunt had five skulls. So, of course, I'm intrigued, but it was also something I didn't see till after the movie, and I was pretty furious because the movie's pretty bad. Was it was it's also a Shutter original, so it was made ah. by them. So, of course, they all have all the Shutter originals all have five skulls. But so this movie, so five kids are five, no teens, six teens are seventeen year old, eighteen year old teen. High school teens are going to a haunted house, and some someone finds a flyer on the floor for a, you know a really, one that looks great, and they go to it. No cars in the parking lot. And there's one clown outside that doesn't talk to them. Nope. That just that just stretches out his hand, nope. <laughs> makes them sign a waiver, takes their cell phone and car keys away. Nope. Yep. So 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 as in 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 you know in basic and traditional horror movie fashion, they just go right in, and, and everybody dies. Most of them die, and in like, and by the end of this, by the end of this. So when it comes to when all the killers have, you know, you've seen all their masks in their face is all these people are, are mangled or they have like tons, like so many piercings on their face that you just can't, they're like, you wouldn't think it was a human being. The point is that they're, they're just like people that obviously don't fit into like normal society, but there's never any explanation for this. There's never any kind of, there's never any explanations why they did it. There's never any explanation is. They never when the kids when one 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 kid escapes he he never brings the cops back to the place. Um, it's just it's it's a movie that has a million questions and the reason I bring it up is because Roger, do you remember we watched that movie Hellfest, maybe yeah. like two or two or three years ago where it was it was a dude hunting down a couple of teens in a theme park and it was a Halloween, it was Halloween time and then in in the end he goes home and just starts playing with his daughter, his very young daughter on the floor and that's it that then the movie ends. Yep. Like it's a what? There's what do you mean? Like just that is such a millennial movie, and Halloween Kills to me is the very definition of a millennial movie. You make a movie the way you want to make it. However, you're not burdened with explaining anything. Nothing. You have to explain nothing because you know millennials don't want to do that. Same with the haunt. Someone wanted to make a cool movie with a cool haunted house and some cool villains, but they didn't want to explain anything. So that is in turn what I'm going to start calling. 
like David Gordon Green is absolutely a millennial filmmaker because these two Halloween movies seem to follow the same trend where they have a story, it's cohesive, it's kind of cool, but they explain nothing. So I'm going to assume the next one will also do the same thing, explain nothing, and just allow Michael Myers to move about the room, move move about the world by teleporting, is for all we know. Because that's what he does in this movie. Good. So anyway, that's also one last thing I wanted to add to the conversation here is I also re- rewatched the original. The, the, so I rewatched all the Scream movies this week. The first one is by far and away the superior one. It is a fucking masterpiece. I, I watched that movie several times. Several times I watched Scream. Um, twice back to back. And one thing I appreciate out of Scream is there's two killers, obviously, Stu and Billy. And they each have their own distinct way of holding the knife and what they do to their victims before they kill them. And you can easily tell which one is which. After you've seen the movie once, you can go back and know which one is which because, you know, Stu likes to... Stu just likes to hold the handle, the knife by both handle, stab people, and Billy likes to strangle people. And you can tell that by going back and looking. And there's, as the Scream franchise go on, it gets worse and worse and worse. And I, I can't imagine that the next one, this is actually the five's been removed, is now just Scream, which I noticed. Um, I, I, I'm, I have high hopes because I love the Scream franchise. I just don't think it's going to be very good. Four to me is, is one of the worst. And I've just rewatched them all. And that's, that's my personal opinion. I know some people, I know, Roger, you like four. Yeah, I would not agree with that. So, so to me, it's just I would, I would say four is the second best of the four movies. I I've can't only, agree I've with only the villain. Seen the first one, so I can't agree with the villain in four. Her her reasoning behind, you know, she just wants her her fame, and she doesn't care how she gets in. She wants to broadcast kills on the web just so she can be a survivor. You're right because that's not something that could happen in real life. I just well, has it? <laughs> has yes. it in the past twenty years? Have we have there has there been kills broadcast on on the internet? Oh, of course. Okay. Well, anyway, apparently yeah, so you've never just, been alive, I've um, yeah, I've just been watching a ton of horror movies, um, and we have some more to talk about on the what streaming. But all right, what else did you guys want to talk about before we get in the episode? Sorry, I kind of stole that for a second. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> anything? Robert, anything? All right. Whoa. This is episode two hundred and forty-nine of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. Was posted each and every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. So, as tradition dictates, and without further ado, box office number one, and a surprise to nobody, Dune, bringing a domestic $40 million, which is very impressive, given how it was also available on HBO Max, bringing a worldwide total, and Chris, you've seen it, you liked it, of $220 million. This is true. That's a strong okay. total. Before, before we move past this, Grayson, since yes. it finally came out on HBO Max. I admit I was wrong. You, I admit, sir, yes. lost a bet. Yes, I did lose a bet. HBO, it came out. I didn't think it would. I did not think it would, but it did. Okay. So We can continue. I, I admit <laughs> that I was, I was wrong. With that. <laughs> How many kills? 14.5 million. Bringing a worldwide total of 90.9 million, but it's also important to note that's also available on Peacock, which as of right now, Peacock is not expensive. It's like what, five bucks a month or something like that? Peacock is free. Or free is free for a lot of people. Well, or it's very cheap. So I'm sure a lot of people enjoy this movie on Peacock as well. And and of course, the benefit to that is you can watch it over and over again. Mm -hmm. Number three, No Time to Die, bringing in an additional 11.9 million domestic, bringing its worldwide total. You guys are going to love this to $525.6 million, yes. half a billion. 
I have reflected on our conversations from last week and I have additional comments, but I'll just, if we get into that, we, we get into it. If not, we don't. All right. Venom, let there be carnage. Number four, 9.1 million worldwide total of 352.4. A very impressive number for Venom. Ron's gone wrong. 7.3 million brings worldwide to 17.3. That's not great. <laughs> that's not, no, it, it, it isn't. But opening against Dune and whatever else has come out recently, that's actually kind of okay. And for the fact that I would bet not many people know what that movie is at all. You didn't. So Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. That is my What did we see that preview for the first time? It was on whatever not kids or whatever kid movie we watched a while ago. I don't know. It's we haven't seen trailers for Ron's Gone Wrong for a while. I mean, we just got those trailers like weeks ago. Yeah, it wasn't I think anyway, so yeah. All right, let's take a look at what's streaming. Today we're taking a look at Oh, HBO Max, actually. There's lot, There's so much available on HBO Max. Um, it's Halloween, of course, so let's go over some Halloween stuff. A Nightmare on Elm Street collection with the uh, two title characters, Heather Lankenkamp and Robert Englund, of course, who plays the famous Freddy Krueger. That's where Johnny Depp got his start. As you all remember famously, he gets pulled into the bed, and then a, uh, what, what looks to be enough blood for 27 people spurts out of the mattress. That ranges from 1984, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, which is a legitimate horror film, like it's with 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 attempts to be scary, no attempts on humor, or at least few attempts on humor. And as they go on, it just becomes more and more of a humorous thing. But ending in 2009 with the uh, reboot of that did not get any sequels, but actually grossed the most amount of money of all of them, which I found interesting. I thought that reboot was okay. I thought they did a good job with it. Well, Freddy Krueger's not a good dude, and then some people said they, <laughs> they made him kind of evil. Well, that's the point. He's an evil dude. You're right. He was always known for his great morality. <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> people's skills. He was a child murderer and pedophile. Like, I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. No, that's he's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I actually just watched that recently too. I, I mean, now it's darker. That was um, what's his name? He's he's just on my show, and I didn't get to meet him because of COVID. But um, he was a the the world will look up and mention save us and i will say no who is that guy oh um halley i can't think of his name uh, he's just on our show i can't think of his name but yeah he was what? in watchman <laughs> he's in watchman too yeah watchman where the line the, the line at the end of the trailer was the world will look up and say save us and i will say no no i, I, I just I barely know. remember that but oh ja- jackie earl had halley which yeah. was yeah he's uh he's ready rorschach yeah rorschach yes it by director Andy Muschetti, Bill Skarsgård, Jane Martell, film Finn Wolford, Sophia Lillis, Jeremy Ray Taylor, 2017. And also as a bonus, It Chapter 2, also available on HBO Max, along with the, the one from the 90s as well, if you prefer that one. Also directed, well, It Chapter 2, directed by Andy Muschietti, Bill Skarsgård, Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, Isaiah Mustafa, Ray J. Ryan, and James Ransone, 2019. Move that I actually thought lost a lot of its potency from the first one, but that's just my personal opinion. Still haven't given us a supercut. <laughs> I'm sure that's coming one one day. Trick sure. or Treat. Trick or Treat is also available on HBO Max by director Michael Dougherty, Anna Paquin, Brian Cox, Dylan Baker. 2007. I've recently just watched that, and then that movie achieved like cult classic fame pretty quick. And I've actually watched it a couple of times in the past few months, and I am just not a fan. So I do not share the cult classic status with people, but there are people who definitely love it. I'm just not one of those people. Do you guys ever get a chance to watch that? 
Never heard of it. Trick or treat. It's, it's so it's a movie with nah, Sam, the little guy with the little trick or treater with the pumpkin on it with the pumpkin bag on his head. Nah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's it's okay. It's on HBO Max if you if, if you get some free time this week. It's 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 got a good cast, and when it comes full circle, it kind of makes sense. But it it takes it coming full circle to make any sense. So, all right, let's talk about some trailers, gentlemen. The Black Phone. What do you think? I'm actually interested in this one. Uh, this actually looks like it could be it could be a neat movie. I like the premise. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be super lame about like a haunted cell phone, but instead it's a haunted you know old payphone that's somewhat that for some reason that's better and creepier yeah so um i was actually intrigued by this trailer um looks interesting at least a different take on something and anytime there's something a little bit different i'm here for it yep same well it looks to be very creepy a kid gets abducted at least from the trailer he has a phone in his abducted room which isn't supposed to work but does and he, all the all the victims from before are somehow communicating with him. I haven't figured out how that's going to go, but uh, it, it looks intriguing. It, I mean, it's the same people that did Sinister, and then that movie has, although a lot of it's jump scare, it's pretty, it's pretty unnerving. So I'm I'm very excited that movie is very similar. I like um I, I like the concept. I like the mask. So mm-hmm. I'm here oh yeah for it. yeah the mask was cool. Yeah, and let's talk about the movie or the the trailer of the week, which I think disappoints most people. Uncharted. Hmm. I mean, so Uncharted is a PlayStation franchise of incredible fame. I mean, it's it's from uh, Studio Naughty Dog, who also did The Last of Us, another show that's being done by HBO is being shot right now. I mean, Uncharted and The Last of Us are considered the best of the best when it comes to last generation. And a lot of people probably argue gaming in general. They're, you know, some of the top tier games. And I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree uh, the quality is is just pretty much untouched by almost anything else. Um, but I mean, the, the movie does not, the trailer, as Roger pointed out to me earlier, does not give me a lot of hope. <laughs> it has no. Tom Holland. Tom Holland is the title character, Nathan Drake. And we have Mark Wahlberg as Sully, but they seem to be younger versions of what we're used to. Now in the games where we are uh, treated to several flashbacks. Uh, but I'm just not sure how that's going to go down. I just, I just don't like Mark, Mark Wahlberg. As, I have more of a problem with Wahlberg as Sully than I do Holland as Drake. Yeah? I, really? I, I do. And I don't know. I mean, you, you guys have some experience with Uncharted. So how, how do you guys feel about the, the casting of those two characters? Um, so I, I feel like I, I feel like Tom Holland is a little too young for this character. Another thing is, he's a great actor. I think he'll do a great job. Don't get me wrong. Just from what we know of the character, if you want to go off of like what you know, like what we're used to, he just looks a little too young for it. Other than that, I'm okay. I, I like Mark Wahlberg as the um, as Sully. Honestly, I think he's. I think it'll be fine. I think he probably brings a lot of experience, you know, to a role. It's nice that we have these bigger actors doing this anyway, because it means they're they're. Might be, they might be taking this seriously, which we're not used to, you know, in the video game movie world. And it's, it's only been in the past couple of years that they've started really taking video game movies seriously. Well, yeah, but you get Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg as your as your main two in the cast. That's that's a Huge. good thing. So I'm, I wonder I'm, who's I'm for that. When we get the inevitable sequel, I wonder who's going to be cast as Elena, and then there's Chloe. There's just all kinds of characters. I'm just like, who are going to play these characters? I mean, but Roger, we'll say you. They don't ever have to bring those characters in if they don't want to. But if they do, I, I hope they, you know, they continue with, with the larger actors or people that can pull it off. 
Roger, what say yeah. you about the Uncharted trailer? Well, I mean, listen, I want this to be good because I love Uncharted. I think it's great. Um, it's This trailer doesn't look good, man. Uh, I don't really have a problem with Mark Wahlberg or Tom Holland. I don't, I don't care either way, personally, as long as it turns out that they filled the expectations for the role, or at least what I have for the role, somewhat okay. But, man, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't. I don't see it. Watching the trailer, yeah, man, it it looks like some bad CGI at best. And I know we just ripped on a movie for this a couple of uh, what two weeks ago or last week, the Welcome to Raccoon City uh, Resident Evil movie. Um, I don't have expectations for that either. I, I just the problem I have is if we're going to get these video game movies, they need to be good, so we get more of them. I don't. I think something that I think we made an addendum to that when it came to the DC camp. I think we kind of amended that. And I think this might require some amending as well as maybe it doesn't need to be good. It just doesn't, it just needs to not. It can't be awful. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's look, that bar is pretty low, but I mean like for DC, that's, I don't think that's an inappropriate thing to say because DC movies for a long time. They need to work on putting out fives. (laughs) (laughs) They ain't got to all be tens, but there can't be any more twos. All right. It said that that feels like a win, though, right? Like, that's 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 rough. That's kind of what I'm saying. But, like, I mean, look, I mean, in all fairness, we have not seen either of those two movies, Uncharted or uh, Resident Evil. And they could be, I mean, who knows? The, the trailer just could be the worst part about it. Um, I don't know about Resident Evil. <laughs> so I, I said this to the guys when we started talking. We were going through what we are going to talk about. So on, I, I saw Halloween at a different theater. Uh, I was in Columbus for the, the weekend. Ooh, dog. Um, I was in Columbus for the weekend, and I was at a uh, Cinemark XD theater, which was very nice. Um, and the Resident Evil Ra- Welcome to Raccoon City was on Halloween. And all the bad things I thought about it when I watched it on my television – feel even worse about it when I watch it on an XD screen. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, mean, I don't have high hopes. I am glad that, you know, PlayStation and Sony recently established that, you know, division of, you know, they're going to focus. There's, a, you know, a, a division all focused to making video game movies. I'm all for that. However, if, with a combination of what you guys just said and what we always say on the show, where our, our, our motto is, I just hope it doesn't suck. If they if they all continue to suck, that's a problem. That's a yeah. huge problem, especially for Sony. Now, imagine if these movies. Imagine if the the um, the Uncharted movie, the Resident Evil movie, the 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 HBO series, The Last of Us. Imagine if they were not just good, but like stellar. Just 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 imagine for a second what that would do for PlayStation. Like it would it would, it would I mean you you get maybe not millions of copies of the old games sold and like revitalize those old games, but like. Certainly, hundreds of thousands of copies of those old games. I don't. I don't know how many people don't own them at this point, but it would just be good. It would, you know. I just. I want that, and I. One thing I realize as I get a little older is I want everything to be good, and just it doesn't always happen that way. I can't so, waste my time anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. It's just that's the whole thing with the time wasting is you just can't. But we'll see when that comes out. I think you know we have. I'm sure we're going to get much more uncharted press in the weeks to come. That's a so. pretty. That's a pretty big movie for Sony. So yeah, what say you about Black Adam? Before we talk about the other trailer of the week, um, this is a little teaser. I'm yeah, interested. I need, 
need a little more. I think it's comical that they that they won't show the Rock's face in any of this yet. Like we, like <laughs> everybody knows it's him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's like, not like, some like, fucking secret. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't get it either because you feel you you figure that that would actually like probably like I don't know maybe we'll watch it more or something. I agree. It, I agree. It's weird that we don't. It's weird that you know. It, when I was looking, I watched it twice, and from the outline, the person that we do see, whatever like shadow face we do see, you know, it kind of reminds me of Vin Diesel. Like I kind of get the Vin Diesel vibe, and, and and I know it's not Vin Diesel, but when you watch the trailer again, see if it doesn't give you the same vibes. No. No, is in you're not going to watch the trailer again, or no, is in you don't think it's Vin Diesel. The answer to that question is yes, right? Either yeah. one. <laughs> Which one would annoy you more? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair i get it then the answer is yes fair Mm-mm-mm. well okay well knowing that going into shazam fury of the gods which isn't it's not really a trailer it's a, it's a little teaser for what's to come in the second shazam movie uh and some behind the scene footage we see helen mirren and who's the other woman we see who's the other villain i don't remember there's a couple helen people in there <laughs> yeah cool. but i mean it's, wait, it's wait. not a trailer Lucy Liu, right? Yeah, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren. That, that's it. Yeah. Um, and Helen Mirren, of course, is just recently in the Fast franchise. So she's making the rounds. What do you guys well, think is about that? Good, is she not good enough to be in Shazam? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm, I'm saying I'm, generational I'm, bold I'm, very okay, I'm very okay with it. I'm also very okay with the sound I'm hearing. When you guys are like rocking back and forth in a chair or something. Hmm? Oh, that's my bad. Oh, okay. oh like, hey, man. Chris, yeah, me. man. <laughs> you guys always fight me that I can hear every little thing you're doing, but all right. What am I doing I, right now? That's not fair. That's not. I mean, well, I don't know. yeah, just, it is. Well, I can't hear it. Thing. So anyway, I Weird. Shazam, I think, was one of the bright spots of the DC world um, before you know before they started getting a little better. But Shazam was I, you know one of the first. I scored that movie posts. low. I didn't like it. I like Shazam. I, know, I, 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 think it, I, I think it was me and I think Alex was on the show at the time. I think me and Alex scored it low, is what it was. And you guys and you guys both liked it very much. Just remember, yeah. it's still one of the shining spots for DC. It <laughs> is. True. It really is. <laughs> also revealed this week on, uh, I think it was IMDb, the Wonder Woman three logo. So I don't like again that 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 oh. second movie that second movie they got re- they got greenlit for a third one after that well, second one that they're, second they're one actually obligated for a third sir oh all right that explains it that second movie couldn't have been any worse if they tried so I mean that movie was atrocious I gave it a I think I gave it a two or a three in retrospect it's probably a one or a one and a half that movie is atrocious man uh, it doesn't it's just I'm so I was it took me weeks to get over that and I'm still not over it. My God, I I put that up with the greatest disappointments of Game of Thrones season eight and Wonder Woman two. I just I can't I just can't with that. That was revealed, so that's kind of a big deal. It hurts hope, you deeply. I that hope brings Patty, me incredible joy. I hope Patty Jenkins is not writing because we all know she can't write. So wow, she's not writing. Well, she's oh, God damn! Shots fired. Well, Patty Jenkins. Which one of the biggest show? <laughs> yeah, I I welcome that. One of the, one of the biggest problems of that movie was was a horrendous, horrendous script. It just oh my goodness. Well, the first one was so good. The second one was the first one's an A, so the second one's an F. So she has a C minus right now, a C plus, whatever. It would just be a C. <laughs> it wouldn't be a plus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think we're excited for those trailers. A little trepidation with especially with Uncharted. Black Adam is just around the corner. Shazam is in twenty twenty three. Um, the um, 
Blackstone, of course, will be. There's Blackstone. When, when are we getting that Jared Leto Morbius movie? I stopped seeing trailers for that recently, so I don't know when we're going to get that. I mean, again. it should have came out by now, but I know it got pushed as part of everything else. But yeah, I haven't seen anything about it in forever. No, I mean, I don't see even on the release schedule for this year either. So no, I, I, don't, got, I think it's in 22 again. now. Maybe they're waiting for after Spider-Man. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, you, you might be right. They certainly could be, but we're seeing a lot more for Licorice Pizza. Saw some trailer, like an actual trailer for that on on the big screen. This this was that movie weird. looks weird. <laughs> it does look weird, but I mean, considering who's making it, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> Definitely weird. <laughs> Nothing else has changed really, but we're going into as we go into November. November's got some pretty heavy hitters with movies. I mean, of course, Eternals. Um. Oh, sorry. I'm, I was looking. What is Home Sweet Home Alone? That's the that's the. So, Home Sweet Home Alone is the show on Disney Plus based on Home Alone. I don't know how I feel about that. Jigsaw Origin Story? Jigsaw Origin Story, yes. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, but, I mean, November 19th, we have Ghostbusters Afterlife, King Richard, both of those. I have no I have no doubt will be... Kevin McAllister hunted those men. <laughs> he killed them. He did. We're ending out November, of course, with House of Gucci and Kanto. And Resident Evil Wreck- Wilson Wrecking City. <laughs> so can't we'll wait. I can't wait for the Pokemon movie. It's gonna be in Kanto, baby. You, me, and Pallet Town. Let's go. So the the AMC I've been going to now, Chris. They have posters up all over that place for My Hero Academia. Do they? So I, listen, you guys think you guys think I'm crazy, but people are sleeping on these anime movies. Almost five hundred million dollars from Demon Slayer, but oh, no, I don't think you. I don't, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think you're crazy. I just, it's not something I've I think really you're been crazy. Into. Ah, thanks, Roger. Fair. Okay, great. Okay, man, you guys are just a bunch of silly bananas. Let me tell you, some silly bananas. Well, I mean, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be extremely happy when my hero also does five hundred million. It's gonna be great, and oh, I'm sure it will. And it, it, look, it's if it does, I'm happy because I'm, it's very healthy for the. For the movie theater environment, I need to watch that Demon Slayer movie, huh? You do, yeah. (laughs) Which is funny because I have it and I just never watched it. (laughs) It's weird. All right, let's talk about some movies. Wait, let me ask the let me ask the My Hero question because I don't know because I've never watched that one at all. Okay, is this like a standalone movie or like okay? Yeah, so, so so there are. You understood three, my question. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are three. There are three My Hero movies. Uh, the first two are the, the first one's okay. The second one is a standalone. It, I mean, the, all the movies come out at like certain sections, so like there is backstory, but it's not like directly like linking the series like the Demon Slayer one did. That one you should watch this series before you watch it because it is a direct bridge to the next to the second season where My you. Hero ones are going to be standalone. I got you. No worries. I think Roger. Yeah, that's um, the problem I have with the the one shot anime things. Like I can't go through and watch six hundred episodes to yeah. understand. Well, luckily, understand l- luckily, a lot of the stuff now comes out as twelve episode or twenty episode seasons, so they're sure. and they're, only, and they're only twenty minute shots, so they're not as invested as like your old school shonen type animes, like One Piece. It's eight hundred fourteen episodes long or some. Incorrect. It is a thousand episodes. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even exaggerating. I'm undershooting that. Yeah, it's a thousand episodes. This is that's. I mean, that's the point that I make. Is is a lot of these movies end up being very, very good, but like 
if I got to watch 99 episodes to yeah. be able to watch a movie, I'm not ever going to do that. No, and, <laughs> that, that, and, that and, and that makes complete sense. Well, it took me a year to watch 30 episodes of Digimon Try. <laughs> <laughs> Back in high school, when someone, when I wanted to get caught up on um, all of the Dragon Ball Z right at the very beginning, my friend Joe, Joe was in the show once, Roger. You met Joe, comic book guy. Uh, he gave me all the Dragon Ball episodes on VHS. Oh, God. And I, and I yeah, that was back when VHS. It was came there. in a 40, 40 cassette tape. Oh, he gave me a whole duffel bag full of VHS tapes. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I did that for, that took me to better part of, you know, better part of my entire junior year. And that was combined with, you know, hanging out with friends, working. But that took, I mean, and I was powering through them. It still took me the better part of my junior year to watch all that. Because I'm like, I mean, you can't just skip whole chunks like dvd one hit of a button you skip 10 minutes that's probably not true either what about no, no, I mean, like, entire you, sections of you can skip it and still make sense i'm talking about with the hardware of the vcr you can only oh, find yeah, it no, yeah, fast yeah, right. i'm sorry i get you i get you yeah, yeah i got you okay all right roger let's you and i tackle one of the movies this week the last duel which <sighs> I have so much to say about this movie, but I will contain myself. I will contain myself. So let's talk about Ridley Scott for a second. This okay. is the last, so the last duel. Do I have a choice? Yeah, no, no, you don't have a choice. <laughs> All right. So this is. Alrighty uh, then. Roger, why don't you tell everyone? Uh, let me get some particulars out of the way. Uh, directed by Ridley Scott, we have Matt Damon as Jean de Carouge, Adam Driver as Jacques Legree, Jodie Comer. We just saw her in Free Guy. Free Guy. And, Damn it, if she doesn't steal this movie, she is it's the weird. best like, person. She's a good actress. She is fun. But like, so, are, so is Matt Damon and Adam Driver, and, and, and she acts circles around these guys. Can we talk about how long, how much time are we going to be able to put into Matt Damon's mullet? <laughs> or his like facial scars? <laughs> Listen, just let me know when it's my time to shine on mullet talk, okay? Right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you 30 seconds on mullet talk. In Harriet Walter as Nicole de Carouge, Ben Affleck as Pierre Delcian. <laughs> We're gonna talk about Ben Affleck's hair for a minute. <laughs> his his wonderful, like what do you call it, a soul patch? The oh, it's it's old buddy. <laughs> uh, Martin Sokas, which I'm so happy to see. He was a Crespin. He was he was one he was a friend to House Carouge. William Hoston. Who else we have in this? Uh, oh, and then Michael Elton, he was he was the elder Baratheon, or not Baratheon. Um, who was the who was in season six? The the dude, the really bad dude that died by the hounds. I don't know. I don't in Game of Thrones. I forget his name. He was the guy whose son killed. The, oh, the, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, he was Ramsey Bolton. He was Bolton Senior. So I of course like like that. Of course. So let's get into the last duel, Roger. Why don't you tell us what the last duel is about? So Last Duel is actually an interesting story. It's based on a true story, a true story from the late 1300s, so late 14th century here. Um, what is it, like 1385, 86, right around there? Yeah, 86, um, I think. What it is, this, is, this movie is interesting because it is a movie about perspective. This movie is basically the same set of events unfolded through three different sets of eyes um, about what happened involving a, a couple of lords, a wife, and um, a rape accusation, and how it went down. And what it leads to, the last duel, um, was the last sanctioned duel in French history. 
to fight to the death for uh, innocence. So that's where this story comes from. And it's an interesting story to say the least. The way it's put together is um, pretty interesting. So. Well, it's, I mean, so the tomato meter on this bad boy is 85 and the audience score is 81. So again, pretty close and pretty high. That makes me so, that makes me super happy though. Uh, I, of course, I've always longed for a time when period pieces were, you know, the best of the best each year. But that's just, again, that's part of my problem. But Yep. So let's talk about the last duel. The last duel, one of the things I noticed right off the bat was, even in the beginning when it starts with, it, it bookends with the duel. It starts with the it duel. It starts with the duel, ends with the duel, sure. And then you, and then you, go, you, go, you go back and find out, all right, what, I don't know why I just said that, but folks, that's what bookend means. <laughs> you basically <laughs> just told something you already knew. Yes. One, thing I, one thing I love about this is, and I think the last time I thought this was we watched um, we watched Robert the Bruce on Netflix and then The King with Timothy Chalamet on Netflix. Both have some battle sequences that are extremely brutal, but I think very closely depicted and accurate to what they would have been. Um, sure. In real life, and it's it's tough to watch because man, that's just when I mean, especially do you remember in the. Um, I think it was the king, Timothy Chalamet, when they, when they were fighting down in that, in that bog down mud. And how it was just like guys pressing other guys, their faces down into the mud so they couldn't breathe anymore. That, <laughs> like, that place oh hasn't smelled God. so bad. Jeez. But this movie also does a pretty good job of putting you in 1386. Giving sure. you a mindset of just – and we're in the middle of a plague as well. So um, that's also going on in Europe, which is, of course – you know, killed as much as one in three, which is a, a lot, a lot of people. Um, we have two men that are, of course, dueling. Then we go back to two men, and in the beginning, they're kind of they're friendly uh, with each other. So, of course, you something has to happen to get these two men to, to be at odds. And of course, if you've seen the trailer or anything about this movie, I don't see why you walk in this movie cold without seeing a trailer for it. But you, you know, of course, it's the attack on the Caruso. Imagine wife. this is the date night. Imagine this is the date night movie. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, indeed. Mm. Indeed. What things we wouldn't recommend that. Good. I don't know what your life's like, though, but <laughs> guaranteed it's better than what these two guys go through. I, I'm willing to bet. Now, in kind of a retrospective, Ridley Scott, uh, and, I, and I just want to take a second and talk about his and talk about his directing. Is he is no stranger to these kind of sword and shield type deals. He, of course, has Gladiator under his belt. He has the Kingdom of Heaven. He has, I'm just looking down through real quick, um, 1492, Conquest of Paradise. Um, he has Robin Hood. All are sword and shield, and they're, you know, Gladiator and, Gladiator's very good. Robin Hood's not so good. Conquest of Paradise, probably not great. Um, what was that one I mentioned? Oh, um, Kingdom of Heaven's pretty, well, the extended cut's better. The cut you didn't see theatrically is better than the theatrical cut. That's always a problem. But, and just as a funny thing, he has another Untitled Alien prequel announced. He has Gladiator 2 announced, which did him? Did he watch Gladiator 1? I mean, Maximus is dead. But I mean, look, I've, I've, I've heard is some... He, is I mean, he really? He's as dead as James Bond. Let's say it like that. But let's... So Ridley Scott is no stranger to these type of movies. And he's also a very competent director. He's been making movies since 1965, people. Since since longer than a lot of people listen to this have been alive. So let's just, you know, just put that into perspective for one second. He has so many I mean, Top Gun is his. He has he has so many big movies. Alien is his. 
he has so many huge iconic movies that just are pillars in the in the filmmaking community absolutely but um so we have matt damon and adam driver at ends both phenomenal actors both nominated several times have several awards themselves we have jody comer um oh and ben affleck is in the is in the mix somewhere but this is also written by ben affleck and matt damon matt damon so it's pretty much goodwill hunting too so let's just you know go there it is not that (laughs) it's not that correct so Roger, where would you start talking about this movie? Let me after after we get to the the story, how the book ends. How would you start talking about this? Well, I don't know. That's an interesting question. With uh, the, with the way the story is laid out, so the real the real story itself is there is a dispute over a rape al- uh, allegation, whether it happened or not, or if it was consensual. That's the really short version of the story. And the story we get on the screen is three versions of it by each person directly involved. Matt Damon's character, Adam Driver's character, and uh, Jodie Comer's character, right? Right. And each one tells their version of the story. There are striking similarities to each story, but obviously some very minute details that would swing the actual events one way or another. Um, And the way they go about it, it, it kind of works. But the one thing, this movie is pretty long. <laughs> it's basically 2.30, 2 hours and 30 minutes. It's 2.45. So with tra- it's yeah. 2.45 before trailers. Yeah, it's, it's long. <laughs> um, so the weird thing is, is basically you watch the same 30 or 35 minutes three times and get incremental pieces out of it. So um, you would think that that wouldn't work, but it kind of does. <laughs> So well, they're 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 different enough, I think, that it keeps your it keeps your interest because they're so different. Yeah, well, they're, they're not so different, but they're different enough. That they, they're different enough that you're seeing almost a different thirty minutes each time, but it's the same time frame. It's just from a different person's point of view, uh, which is I would imagine if someone told me this movie's going to be, I'm like, there's no way this is going to keep me entertained. There's no way, but it does. It it, it oddly does. And um, that is one of the strengths here. But also, without this cast, without you know the three principals here, Jodie Comer, Adam Driver, and Matt Damon, does this movie work quite as well? Yeah, um, I think it works. I think their dynamic between the three of them works well. No, no, I'm asking without without three cast members of this dy- of this quality. Oh no no no! If I'm sorry, if I, I miss, I just misheard that then. Um, without the the three quality people, or actually everybody in this movie does a really good job of filling their role. Um, a lot of well done work. I think if you didn't, if it wasn't as strong of an acting job, this movie could have went south really quick, especially with it being super long. I agree. I'd be interested to see what the budget of this, what the official budget, because this is not. And I understand that they have it's not as much as you think. Well, because I mean, they over in England, over in several parts of France and England, they have these standing sets. So I mean, and very historic, of course, castles, and they have sets that exist already to film in, and and that's kind of what you know, that's kind of one of their heritage over there. What do you think the budget is? Then I'll tell you. I would bet it's less than a hundred. I I would bet the budget for this is eighty-five. The budget is listed as a hundred. Okay, well that's not too far off, but. Yeah, I would expect a little bit more with the big stuff. But then I realized, like, the real – there's only, like, two fight scenes. 
um, besides the actual duel itself. So there's not any big production part like that. I have and, a question about budget for Grayson. Okay. Um, with Matt Damon being one of the you know, like directors or writers, producers of this movie, does that reduce, and then like say if he does it pro bono, quote unquote, does that make this movie cheaper for its like its listed like cost? Well, the big deal now is back end. So they they take a much smaller upfront cost because they want, of course, the back end deal. But I I I don't think he he wouldn't do it for free. He would just do it for less a, up a less and then and then a percentage afterwards. I don't know how that percentage is divvied up now because a lot of it is you know after the box office when it comes to streaming rights and who gets what for this many i I would imagine though it's pretty lucrative for people as high as matt damon is on the yeah credits yeah, yeah, well, yeah but what i'm saying is is like you know when so when like they're listing what their budget cost is and then you know if matt damon wasn't a part of the creation of this and they have to hire him wouldn't he be like 30 million dollars of that budget or whatever you know he'd be he'd be pretty expensive but as 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 a writer and actor it was it's kind of a package thing although i the one thing i do know is concussion the movie with will smith being uh the you know in the whole football thing is that 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 budget was 50 and will got 20 of it so that much i do remember from meetings um within the accounting department of that movie so that's just Man. straight off the top will got 20 million <laughs> straight off the top for that movie like imagine 20 jesus christ um but yeah that's so that kind of how a little bit how that goes but that was in 2014 a lot's changed since then with as far as how stars take their cuts but I think is yes. I think you're probably gonna get them for a little cheaper than just hiring them out, right? But you wouldn't, but you just wouldn't hire them out, right? These days, I mean, this only came about because it was written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. So, the question you're asking is a good one, although it's 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 got 27. But this happens, and this happens, and this happens, and this happens. So, sure, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good question, though. It's a good question. Just interested, just you know how that works because him being a part of it, I fear would affect budget in a, in like a positive way for the way it looks. It would definitely. I mean, it definitely has an effect. I couldn't tell you what that effect is though without seeing the budget myself. But, and also the advantage of this movie is with those fight scenes, is you're seeing the same fight scene several different times. True. And 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 that's that, that's not including the duel. You see the same fight scenes about over a bridge, what two or three times. Uh, at least two. So they're using the same footage for that. So that's also, I guess, works in a movie's favor budget-wise because, I mean, you're if you're just shooting for several days just to see what you get for that one shot, then you can just keep using that same footage again and again because you're telling the same part of the story again and again and again. Just yeah, so most of the actors video. wouldn't have to do a whole, whole lot of other stuff in that. You know no, what I mean? not at all. Right, of course. So yeah, that's the only people thing. like during those big scenes, the only things that really seem to change are the interactions between the uh, main characters and most of the most of the changes. Well, so. and, and, and how certain characters fill out, uh, fill out their day. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, we also have to throw the mother into the mix, who is she's, you know, pretty in- instrumental in this story. Um, the Carouge mother who does not like. She's not, um, not a nice, not an overly nice lady. She does not like Karuja's new young wife, which is Jodie Comer's character. Um, although she has a pretty pivotal role in the end, um, which I thought was kind of a good counter, a counter argument in a, sure. in a, in a, in a way, um, kind of telling you a woman's role in, you know, 14th century, 14th century France. How things were perceived. How back things then. were, yeah. How things were perceived in, you know, 14th century Europe or England would have been for a woman, probably not great. Um, but the movie does a good, a good job in kind of, in letting you know that without 
I mean, this movie is, it can get graphic. I know you witnessed the same sexual assault twice from two different points of view. True. Although I'm not, I'm not sure why they had to do that twice. I, I really can't figure that out. Well, I understand why they do it that way because the perspective is completely different between the, um, the perpetrator and what's happening um, and the way that they view it are very, very different, which is so the way they play it out. The one, the one thing is with this movie is they tell you chapter one, chapter two, and chapter three after the, the dual where before, after the dual bookend and before the dual bookend, right? You get one, two, and three chapters and it's telling you the perspective of who you're going to be following during that set. And during the last chapter, chapter three, who is on, um, what is her name in this movie? I can't. Jodie Comer's character. Yeah, give me one. Just keep talking. Give me one second. But um, so it goes through. Oh, Marguerite. Yeah, Marguerite. It says it's Marguerite's perspective, and it says the truth as told by Marguerite. And on this one, when it fades out, the words "the truth" stay lit up on the screen. And I thought that was out. pretty clever, though, because I that, thought it was interesting how they did that. So well, that's that, that, intentional. That tells you exactly what perspective is probably the correct perspective yes so well, and that's well, because of things if, like if they're gonna tell you like the truth like if they're gonna do the, the three perspective and then tell you the truth quote unquote does that take away from them doing the, the first choice of having three perspectives no, no no what what roger's telling you is when it comes to when it comes to showing you her perspective the first time it says the truth told by carouge then the truth told by Legris, and then it off all letters fade away at the same time. Then when it comes to her perspective, it says the, the the truth as told by Marguerite, and then as told by Marguerite fades away, and the truth stays on screen. For I, I, no, I get that, of, but do you think that that kind of takes away if they're trying trying to imply to you what the truth is? Instead, I of think I don't think view? so. I don't think it takes anything away from it. Because I don't think it takes anything away from it from, I, from I mean, the perspective of the story. I mean, I think that's supposed to be your clue that hey, this is the events as everybody believes them to actually be so i agree with that yeah that's one thing is like yeah i would imagine that they want you to how they get a clear story from the 14th century to now is a whole different kind of thing but you know i definitely understand that this is that's the point that you're supposed to understand going forward let me this this same script made 20 years ago that wouldn't have happened I think made today in 2021. Take from what I take from what I said, what you will. But I, I think the same script made 20 years ago. The, the, the truth wouldn't have stayed on screen. It would have faded just like the other ones. It was just it would it would have been more ambiguous. But I mean, I also think that's kind of a safe thing from the movie director, from the film directors as well. Um, I understand what you're saying about the the sexual assault, seeing it twice. Mm-hmm. I think I think the second time it probably could have just been shown. It probably could have just been conveyed by her telling someone and seeing her face and hearing what she said about it instead of seeing it again. I don't but, think I, mean, that, I don't think that helps her story. Okay. Well, that's, that's fair. I just, these, these, these days showing that more than once is probably not a good idea, but I mean, for the point of, for the impact of the story, then it probably works. Um, did you, let me ask you with the, with the, with the characters of Carouge and Legree, Le, Le, was there ever any, did you ever think in the back of your mind, Roger, that, that, Maybe there's some kind of twist to it, and he didn't actually do that. I mean, I don't think so. Um, but again, I don't think you're supposed to really. It's not ambiguous. 
if you watch the whole movie. So I don't I don't believe that to be part of what they were trying to portray. That's what I find weird though, is they give you three different points of view, but never is it never is it ambiguous ever. It's always of course he did it. And it was the worst way possible. So I mean I don't so they essentially how they give you three different points of view, knowing going in exactly how and I how did you love the duel in the end? Let me as as opposed to you know the fights in the beginning where we saw them fighting over the bridge. And then how 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 how, how did you like that? I thought the duel was very well done. Um, it's very up close, in your face, real. You know I what I mean? Loved, like, I love the duel. I thought that was like, such a good to, duel. To the point where like they kind of stand there looking at each other, breathing heavily for a minute before they continue fighting, you know? Boy, because that's like, how things would be. Is there like rolling around in the mud and like their yep. weapons are broken and they're freezing? It's like, is there any worse element to be in that fight than just that? No, I assume that the entire like medieval times just smelled horrific. Yeah, like, just, just any kind of there's no it's just you know bathing was terrible and awful. any kind of hygiene would have been terrible. Um, what 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 I find to be now let me let me ask you this. So Jodie Comer is one hell of an actress. As young yeah, as she good. is, as young as she is to be as good as she is, that's a gift. Does this work with someone not as good as her and the other two still in it, or does it? I, don't, I think I don't she. Know. There's, there's a lot of weight being thrown around here, acting wise. Period, and she doesn't get outgunned by anybody. You know what I mean? I, th- I think so. I, I think of the three, she has to be. If you're going to cast, if you're going to cast two strong and one weak for whatever budget purposes, I think she has to be one of the strong ones. She has to be one of the strongest one. I mean, yeah. the, Matt, Matt, Matt Damon's got some great scenes. For instance, when he's like yelling at the, he's yelling at Pierre and Legree. I mean, he's at the. I mean, that's a great scene too. You know, Legree has some wonderful scenes too when he's talking to the, the cardinal about how the trial's going to go. It's just they each have like their strengths as far as scenes go, and I just yeah. This is to me, this is one of the better experiences of 2021. I'm also glad that someone still has the balls to make these movies. Um, and going back to Ridley Scott for a second, when was the last time we saw one of these movies, not Netflix, not a streaming service? It's been a while. Like actual theatrical release. No, it's you been know, a bit. I, it's my point. It's like, why aren't these movies – why did we not make more of these movies? Why do we not do that? I mean those – I mean usually what comes with them is a pretty decent story, good – you know, a good set action. Um, you know, you have things that come installed with these already. And I'm just – I just wonder why we don't get more of them is all. I mean, the real question is, why haven't we talked about Matt Damon's mullet? You know what, Roger? Take your three minutes to talk about his mullet. Go ahead. Listen, people, <laughs> people. It's fucking incredible. His mullet it's so is, strong. It's very West Virginian. I it's so strong. It is. Like, if he had a giant jacked-up dually truck and rolled <laughs> coal through the middle of France, <laughs> that would be so indicative he, of the mullet that he, he looks, has. He looks like Joe Dirt's older, bigger brother, like, stronger brother. Sure. Like, like, like the jock version of Joe Dirt. Sure. I think a, a really kind of an interesting thing is that like Matt Damon is not is not like an ugly person at all, but they made him like they what do you no, they, his like, face is chewed up pretty bad. They they uglied him up for this role, which I thought was very interesting too. I remember talking about a movie where they made some really hot actress look not hot, and you're like, that's an achievement to make that woman look not so hot. <laughs> She's hot. Uh, but that was kind of interesting too, and of course Adam Driver, he's the he's the handsome one, and he's always with the, with the ladies. And what this I mean, 
Go Can we talk that. about Ben Affleck's um, choice of facial hair in this film? <laughs> it's also very strong. Whatever he's you call got, like piece. this white soul patch goatee combo. <laughs> oh man, it is radiates power. Which is why how I want Grayson to grow his facial hair. I've tried and I've failed. Try harder, I, dude. I, what do you want me to do? Fix yourself. I, that's not okay. That's not good. Okay, well, we'll just get back to the movie. Thank you. So what this movie is in, in essential is how would you categorize this, Roger? And who's your audience for this movie? Audience is a tougher one for me to answer, but period piece drama is the categorization. Yeah, I think um, that's pretty accurate. As for who they're trying to appeal to, it's definitely going to be an older crowd. Um, one, because of the length of this movie. And two, because of the content and how it goes about, um, you know, they're not exactly marketing this to the MTV crowd. Well, it is definitely rated R. I mean, it's a hard oh, yeah. R, too. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, it's a good movie. It's pretty dark. It's pretty dismal. Um, I don't think it's, like, unwatchably dark, though. You know, like, second time, I probably would check this out again um, because I did like it. But I don't know. It's not fun. <laughs> no, I mean you know? it's definitely not fun. But does the movie have to be fun to be no. good? Or I didn't. I mean, but it does help the rewatchability. That's that's also a question I have with video games recently. Does a game have to be fun to be a good game? And then that there, there's another two different mediums. But I, I often ask that question as I'm watching something. If you're not to going to be fun, you can't be overly difficult. That's true. If I'm going to pay forty dollars for a haunted house, I better die. That's right. <laughs> Same principle. That's right. Fair. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- okay, so do you think without Ridley Scott we get this movie? Ooh, tough question to answer. I don't know because here's the thing: Matt Damon or Ben Affleck could have also directed this movie. I think they're ben both could've. accomplished directors. I yeah, I think either one of them could have. I don't think we'd have gotten the same movie. But yeah, I, I don't think, think we got a similar one. I, yeah, I, I don't think it would have been overly diff- different if either one of them had. So, but you know, they wrote it. You know, they can direct it. <laughs> so, let me, this is this is taken from a this is taken from an existing story. Do you think? And I'm not going to spoil who wins the who wins the um, the, duel? the duel. By the way, it's the the court scene is pretty interesting too. If you really want to find, I mean, what men really thought back then, it's pretty interesting. The difference uh, I, between the 14th century and the 21st is drastic. <laughs> is, is well, I mean, yes, and it's for the most. The they part. say some of the things they say is I was laughing at some of it because it's it's just so outlandishly ridiculous. But I mean, they did think that, so I probably shouldn't have laughed because like that. I know I'm saying like I interrupted someone's movie thing, but there was someone says something about it's just it's just some of the things they say about that they say something like it's science. I'm like, well, I mean, their their understanding of science is very rudimentary anyway. But some of the things they say in the court hearing is is it makes the movie interesting. And do you think there's ever any question of who like did you think they shot the duel the other way, like so the other person won, or or it was always one way? It was always one way. You think so? Okay. I feel like the movie doesn't work the other way. I mean, it could, but. I don't think they would have even taken the time to set it. I think no. they had a clear goal of what story they wanted to tell and told it. 
Interesting. Now, Roger, here's a question I want to ask you. Is, do you want to live in 1386, France? Christ, no. <laughs> Tell me why, Roger. Tell me why. One, because I probably would have died in my 20s. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think most people did die in their 20s. I mean, not Matt Damon's beautiful mullet. No, it did not. It did He's not. clearly an aged man. He's clearly an aged man. Um, and like I said, it probably smells horrific. And as a person who likes stuff that smells good, you know. There's that. That's very you, important to me. You Hygiene are, and good smells. You you are a candle aficionado, so that's a, a good chandler. I am a chandler. A chandler. A, pl- a pl- pleasant smell is important to you. I get that. Of course, it is. That. So this comes. This is my personal thing, but I recommend anyone who wants to watch a great movie to get away from you know take a three and a half hour away from your life, whatever you're doing. I think this is a perfect treat. If you can handle the... It is really the, long. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's three and a half, almost four, If depending on what, tra- what movies you go to. It's, it's, and... it's like three. <laughs> well, no, it's 2.45 without trailers. It's 2.30. Oh, is it 2.30? And then trailers. It's 1.50. Okay, I, I got the minutes wrong. It's 1.54. That's a lot. 1.53. That's a long That's a long movie, though. It's long. Well, listen, it's a three-hour trip to the movies. Just know that going in. But it's good and it's entertaining and it keeps you it keeps you engaged. It keeps I your think. attention and that's important for a long movie. So I, yeah, there is nothing more important for a long movie than keeping your attention. Well, I, I thought about that for a while and like as I'm sitting there watching the movie and I'm just like, I really hope this doesn't bore me to sleep Agreed. because especially after I realized, you know, because you don't realize how the movie's going to be until chapter two. <laughs> And then you got to get an idea of what chapter three is going to be. And I'm thinking, oh, God, <laughs> well, we have so much more time left to cover. It could have gone the way. over the same thing. Yeah, it could have gone but the it, other they way. But they, sure. they did a good job at it, so you don't really, it doesn't really affect anything. So let's move to scores then. Okay. Um, I'll go first, if you don't mind. Uh, I, I'm going to give this movie an eight. Wow. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. I, I mean, it's always a treat to see Ridley Scott do something. I think this is kind of in a in a, in a lane that, that he drives really well in. So I was I was happy to be a part of this for you know three plus hours. Um, I I loved it. I'm gonna give it an eight. This this and Free Guy have been two of my more my more favorite movie experiences of 2021. Interesting. Um, I'm not gonna go quite that high. I think this movie is about a six. Um, it is a good watch. It is dark. It's got a rough subject matter. Um, this movie won't be for everybody, but if, you know, if you got a couple hours to kill, um, this is a very watchable movie, you know, check it out. I think uh, most people will find it. We'll say that it's a very good movie. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. So switching, switching gears a little bit, uh, Chris, you want to hop on? Let's talk about Halloween kills. Yeah. So the tomato meter for this bad boy is thirty eight percent. It is a four, <laughs> and then the audience the the, the audience score is sixty eight. Also However, a four, yeah, indeed, also a four. So let's, but more importantly, let's get some particulars out of the way. Of course, this was directed by David Gordon Green, as the one in two thousand eighteen was. Jamie Lee Curtis reprises Laurie Strode. Judy Greer, her daughter Karen Nelson, and Andy Machiak is. The granddaughter Allison, Will Patton as Hawkins, Thomas wonderful Thomas Mann as young Hawkins. Uh, who else? Look, oh, Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle. The list goes on. Roger, why don't you tell us what Halloween Kills is about? It's about murder. Murder. End of story. 
Well, it's about, you know, because there is no story. Oh, I'm sorry. That was rude. (laughs) I I mean, rude doesn't mean inaccurate. I'm just saying. (laughs) So, okay. I need to preface preface this a little bit by saying I have a personal vendetta against the whole Halloween about because I, I just, I don't understand why the one in 2018 was so highly regarded when it was a six at best. I mean, and that's at the best of days. I mean, I just, it just didn't work for me as a movie. That's your opinion, not fact. Well, no, and I say, uh, okay, well, I mean, it's impossible to get fact on this, but the, the, the more I read about the original Halloween, I don't know if this is revisionist history, but I've been doing a lot of reading on the one 2018, and I cannot find many positive, and, I, I, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about Joe Blow, someone, I mean, I'm talking about people whose opinions I trust. Writers have been writing for years, you know, YouTubers who have been reviewing films for years and years and years, decades even. I, I, I trust a handful of people, and, you know, I'm not quite sure that the revisionist history on this is as high as it wants to be as the first one. But going into this one, um, one thing I did when I submitted a script to uh, someone to read, he gave me back notes. This, this was in 2008 when I was working, no, 2009 or 10. 2009 when I was working on Super 8, my first movie. I gave, uh, one of the guys on in the, in the office was a was, was a writer and he gave me back some notes. And one, the, the opening part of my movie is it has a, as a crew in 1601 coming in the harbor, coming in through the mist to the new world. And a very important character is on the, on the, on, on the bow of the ship with his leg up on the front, you know, like that, of course, you know, the pose I'm talking like, like the Captain Morgan pose. And I just wrote ship generic. He gave me a whole bunch of notes back saying research every little thing on a 15th century ship, what it would, what it would called, what it looked like, describe it, put us, put us there. And the, one of the first things I noticed in this movie, how, so we ended Halloween, 2018 by Laurie Strode and her the her generation of women have or the the, the the next few generations of her family have trapped Michael, the building's on fire, and they think they've killed him. Which is, you know, for Michael it's looking pretty perilous. It's not great. <laughs> not great. And in the beginning of well not the beginning, but when we see Michael get out of that little thing here, mm-hmm. for some reason I don't know, but one of the things I was talking, I was going to say was, there are no fire trucks there without police. Fire trucks do not go without police assistance. I I, I looked I looked looked it up and I, and I asked some people who are you know medics. They said no no no. If there's a fire truck there, there's there, there there's a cop there first. And the only reason there's no cop there or no one with a projectile weapon is so they cannot shoot Michael. That's what I hate about the opening of this movie. Is it's not even. It's again written by a millennial for millennials. Of they don't even do the proper research, or they leave it out because they think it's well. We don't have to have cops there, do we? Why wouldn't Why wouldn't there be a cop there? Why wouldn't there be a cop there? I have an explanation about why there wouldn't be cops there. There's a lot of them dead. Go Uh, on. Yeah, because they're fucking dead. (laughs) Some of them are dead, not all of them. No, no, no. Most of them are dead, or looking at the corpses screwed about this town. (laughs) No, listen, I'm not. I'm not trying to poke a hole in your argument because I understand what you're saying, but I do understand why they wouldn't have a heavy police presence here yet. So, okay, fine. A lot that. of those people were dead or in the process of becoming dead. 
One thing I loved, again, this one starts in, in the same tradition of Halloween, how just the long opening sequence with the music, with the pumpkins, with, with the flat background. I like that. I'm going to give that a, you know, that's a, a point in the direction. I love keeping with nostalgia of the rest of the series. And the rest of the series didn't do that, but the rest of the series doesn't exist anymore. It's only Halloween, 1978, 2018, and now 2021, and will be, I'm sure, 2022. So that I like sticking with, I, I like sticking with what works. Also, in this movie, most of the characters in this movie are characters that were in, not the actors, but the characters that were in the original Halloween, which again, I applaud for them from doing that. I think that was a great move on, on their part. Hmm. What, 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 what said you about that, Roger? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. They, they, they want this to be something. They erased all the other history. I don't know what. No, I'm, I mean, that's a, well, I'm just saying, I liked how they, they brought the kids back from the first Halloween all yeah, grown up now. It's the thing. I don't know with, I don't know. I get it. They wanted to have more levity with the original movie. I think they're, sure. It, it almost feels like they're trying to create legitimacy in it. Yes. In such. And with, I was already mad that the trailer showed you about, you know, the, the older, older actors and actresses coming back, but they had a chance to do something very interesting with that part of like what they were telling. Well, the, well you didn't know who they were though. You didn't know who those characters were. And I mean, if you Until look they about, tell you who they are from well, the fine, trailer. But, yes, you do. I, they you say it in the trailer. trailer. I was, yes, they do. I was mad about the trailer because oh, I didn't know the trailer. I didn't know the trailer said it. We talked about it. Well, cause the second trailer talks about how like they were, um, Michael Myers is, you know, almost victims or, you know, they had a run with them before. You know, I, I, like, to, I totally missed that. That's that's my mind. Yeah, I totally yeah, missed that, that. Yeah, that was the second trailer and I was upset about it because, you know, that, that could be a neat story hook to have people like be surprised about or like aha in the, in the movie. But also they could have done something more interesting with that than they do in this movie, which also irritates me. I feel like I, I could have wrote this movie better and I and I I'm not I'm not a writer, so this one, I think they dropped a lot of balls here, with, with especially with that detail. Well, I, I don't think this was ever intended to be a trilogy. I think somewhere in writing this movie, writing the second one that was supposed to close it out, they decided to make stretch it into two. I don't. I, I'm pretty sure it was always a trilogy. Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong then. I that's that's me not doing my research. It just doesn't seem. It seems like there's <clears throat> this movie doesn't seem like it. This seems like an entire second act to another movie. But that's just me, though. That's just me. So it picks up right after Halloween when the house is on fire. Laurie Strode is hurt. Uh, her daughter's hurt. Her granddaughter's still hurt from the first one. They've, they've taken some damage. Um, and we, Michael Myers kind of fights his way out. He kills, what, 11 first responder service people? Yeah. He doesn't, awesome. kind, he doesn't kind of fight his way out. <laughs> he, he slaughters and murders his way out of the building and back into Haddonfield. There's a difference. <laughs> Yeah, listen, the town infrastructure after this is not in great shape. No, it's not. And All the cops are movie, dead. Yeah. All the fire department is dead. Although, if you want to flip a couple of houses, you could buy some stuff at a premium after this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially. Oh, hell yeah, you could. For sure. All right, so the things that bothers me here is – there are a lot that bothers me. Now, this is about – so this is, again, about Michael, and he's – Lori thinks Michael's looking for Lori. And we don't, you don't find out until later that that might not be. A well, thing yeah, we, we find out lots of things in this movie that may or may not be accurate, which 
I don't know if that makes it better or worse. One of the one of the strengths in this movie is it does keep with the 2018. It does, you know, the tone is the same, the vibe is the same. It's just senseless murdering for senseless murdering's sake. Fine. It um, is a continuation of a story. It. <laughs> I just don't know if it's a good continuation. Well, I'm pretty sure it's not a good continuation. No, but I don't. Until we see the final piece of the puzzle. I don't know how to really judge this one per se. Does that make sense? It does. And it, yeah. Well, listen, this, if you had to watch this movie by itself, it's not good, right? But if it ends up being the missing link between one and three that opens the door for other things, maybe it'll be better. But straight up and off, it's kind of dog shit. So, <laughs> well, well, I dis- I, I disagree with you, Grayson, on your statement about how you know from the first one it's more of the same. You know, the first one is a completely different movie than what we got with the second one. It's much better as well. Well, you but no, so? I mean, I I just mean when the time comes for the murdering, it's the same kind of, it's the same kind of, the movie. What makes the movie the, the other movie had to like set it up. So, but the, the, this one kind of starts from the get go. It starts just and goes, man. It doesn't stop. Well, this movie doesn't. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. There's no ramp up time in this movie. This movie begins with murder and the ends murder, with much the murder more. train never stops. It never docks in station. <laughs> no, no, it does not. Uh, and one thing that always bothered me about the 2018, why I'm so mad about, it is because I just don't think they captured the essence of what made. 1978 Halloween, such a phenomenal movie. And that's still the kind of... Is. What do you think the essence is? Because I'm about to disagree with you. Well, kind of a subtlety to it. I mean, in, the, in, in 1978, Michael Myers was kind of stalking these women. As it says in this movie, he's kind of stalking them, but sometimes it's in broad daylight. Sometimes it, it's kind of at night or it's at dusk. Or it's, it, it's not just the Michael Myers we have here compared to the Michael Myers that we had is like the Freddy Krueger from the movies. And then the one from 2020, one from 2010. I think it's a a much darker, more on steroids version of the killer than it ever was supposed to be. I feel like what you're the word you're looking for here. And and I'm going to disagree with you again. Halfway is the word is menacing. Like the old Michael Myers had, had a very menacing feel to it. You know, the stalking things like that. And I think the 2018 one, they did a good job of showing you that menacing version of Michael Myers. That movie set up a lot for like that part of the character to come back from the original. I think that's what they they were upset that they lost in all the subsequent Halloween films after the first one. So they brought back that menacing feel. This movie has none of that. I think that's its biggest weakness. There isn't any eerie feeling the whole time you're watching this movie. You're never... No, in it, anticipation, it, it, you're it's never worried. It's, it's straight like there, 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 there's no like build up, anticipation, thrilling suspense. Well, yeah, yeah, this this isn't a horror. This isn't a scary this is a suspense. No. This is a slasher. This yes. is straight slasher. Yes, and and I don't think I don't think Halloween or the character Michael Myers is meant to be a slasher. Is meant to be a menacing character. And he's meant to be the boogeyman, and this he's not. He's just murder face robot. But the, the, okay, 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 okay. I I get you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna counterpoint just one time and saying, the, this is the millennial way of doing it is instead of showing he's the boogeyman, which is 
the correct way to do it. Ding, 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 ding. That's the correct way to do it. They call him the boogeyman. So the audience says, okay, well, he's the boogeyman. One of those ways is right. One of those ways is wrong. And this is doing the wrong way. Well, yeah, I, I agree. Show, me, wrong show me he's the boogeyman. Don't, 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 don't tell me. I don't want to be told. I want to be shown. Well, hold yeah. on. Oh, can I, I, let me yeah, chime in here. You're counterpointing. So I think the last 10 minutes of this movie we get a bigger look into what Michael Myers might actually be for us to really find out the secret to that in the third mm-hmm. movie. Now, True. I'm not saying they do a good job at giving you any real detail, but the way they look at it, you know, um, spoiler, they're talking about him every time he's killed somebody, he transcends a little bit farther, that he's more than a man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this, for the first time, they're actually laying the groundwork for it to be something along that line. Yeah, which is kind of the point, me and you, Grayson, how when we discuss Michael Myers and like and like your issues with the character is, I think that's what I keep on bringing up is you you can't look at him like a man who kills people. I think he's more, he's more like a force of nature. And this no, movie, I, does, I totally get that. This movie does try to set that up a little bit with what Roger's saying, but I don't. I think they do it poorly, unfortunately. But and I mean, with, was with that... a very weird last ten minutes, like a really a very weird direction to go, and a what a shit way to end your movie. Yeah, well, you you guys know I definitely hated this ending. I, I'm not, I don't want to. Oh yeah, you did. But <laughs> I, I think but, you hated. But, actually, I believe that you hated most of this movie. Period. Here's 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 the thing. To to me, this was there's to me this is like if okay okay Roger, I have a perfect example for for for, for you. The last duel ends how it does, and the Ben Affleck character, unhappy with it, says, "You know what? I'm still gonna kill him." And then like what? How does that make any sense? That's kind of how would, I feel. It would about be this. awesome if that's the way it played out. In no, real no. Life. I mean, I mean, it, by then it very well could have. But here's, I just, I don't like, for the same reasons I don't like, you know, Nolan's Joker. I have such a problem with it because he's inhuman, and I, I understand that. I've even you can quote me in saying, as long as the movie sets it up for Michael Myers to be in, in, in inhuman, that's fine. And I will say that I did say that. However, if that rabble. If what happens in the end of this movie can't stop him, what can stop him? Well, and I understand you just you just talked about well, there's a secret. There's got to be some kind of secret to bring him well, down. I get that. There, there, well, the other part of it is though, it doesn't have to be. It could also be that no matter what we find out in the third movie, he might be unkillable. Now, I don't want to be the guy that tries to to make it not grounded in reality because up until the entire 2018 movie. It's definitely more grounded in reality, but by the end of this one, there is something else in play here. There yeah, has of course. To. Yeah. So I, I don't know, and I, I won't – listen, it doesn't make this movie any better by leaving that open-ended, but at least changes the direction slightly because, listen, man, this movie is not good, it's and not. that's the problem. And it's well, all the good stuff they do in the first one, they basically erase it and say, fuck, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, agree. I agree, but they do do some great things in this one, and you know the sequence I'm talking about, with the Halloween music slowed down, and you see, I mean, there's a little bit of Frankenstein in play here, you know, for, you know, my, whoever they think Michael Myers is, is no longer the monster, they've become, the mob has become the monster, and 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 hunting down someone, like, I thought that was pretty genius how they did that. You know, the evil dies tonight. And the cops are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's – we can't just have – <laughs> I, 
I don't know if we can really get on board with the vigilante stuff, so I have to tell you no. Well, I kind of get what you're doing. But all that's going to happen was you're just going to get, let's just say that they would have, groups of five walked around town yelling for Michael. All that's going to happen is the same thing that happened to those people in, in the in the SUV. You're going to have a lot of groups of five dead people. <laughs> <laughs> yep everyone I mean, dying in fives <laughs> I, I, again that scene whatever is so, group number you're in you'll die in that group number again that that scene is so embarrassing that, that was an embarrassing part of this movie is does does no one employ common sense like does common sense just go away with for these people in the scenario why is tommy doyle so sweaty <laughs> I but, thought I thought I actually chuckled when that one when the one woman shoots herself. I thought that was <laughs> when when he smacks her with the door yeah, and she yeah. shoots herself directly in the face. I audibly <laughs> laughed in the theater. Like, I was legitimately like, <laughs> I, 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 I laughed. I laughed the same way in World in World War Z with the with the biochemist who's like the one hope of humanity slips walking out of the airplane and shoots himself in the head. Then they, oh, then they, yeah. Then yeah. they have well. We don't have any way to stop these things anymore. But it's – I love the whole you whip your rabble into – it's scary to see what – it's scary to see how, how how quickly you can whip some people into like obey your commands, right? It's scary to see how that works. No, I, I have the internet. I understand how that works. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get it. Boom, ching. I was going to say like 20th century Europe certainly understands that better than most. But um, what – Okay, I'm. I'm just. I want you guys talk for a second, and I'll just kind of like bounce off with you because I have a lot to say about this movie. Not a lot of it positive. So instead of saying, I don't think I don't think any of us have a lot of positive to say. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because I was most looking forward to this movie out of three of us, just because of how much I like the 2018 version. Well, but don't get they, me wrong. I I was looking forward to it as a continuation. I just had higher hopes than what we they they went the lowest brow wrote that they could have gone. I don't know if. It, uh, like Roger said, you know, this could be a bridge to the third one that, you know, all of a sudden it'll make sense, but I shouldn't have to watch your shitty ass movie to, and see the next one to make the one before it make more sense or feel better about it. That's just not how yeah. it works. No, well, I mean, well, we know that Lori's going to have to, Lori and Michael are going to die in the same time. I, well, that's not a spoiler. Like which, which is okay because, uh, because, you know, otherworldly things having conditions to how, you know, they're, they're dealt with is, is a big monster trope, right? It's a horror trope for a lot of these like, monster version of horror. That's Agreed, fine. Yeah. But the vessel to get us to the third movie is just not a great ride. However, if you watch the original Halloween, it's more of just Michael murder facing people and less story. Well, there's no story really. It's the origin. Whereas this movie does feel like the on steroids version of that. Well, it's no, it's the amp up. Ver- well, because well, because because 2018's had a different feel than what this one does. And 2018 isn't exactly a slasher. It's not. No, it's not, and it's not supposed. It's to more be. suspense. Yeah, and again, it it has a more menacing feel. If anyone liked the first, the 2018 version, they're not going to like, and they liked it for those reasons. They're probably not going to like this one. If they like the original Halloween and they just want a slasher fix, they're going to see plenty of slasher in this movie. So yeah. the one that one of the questions I was asking myself when they when they finally got the full gravity of what's going on, and they knew Michael was out and he killed kids and he killed the people in the SUV. No one's like, why isn't anyone like, folks? We got to call the National Guard. We got to call Kill the army. everybody. We got we got <laughs> we got to get some we got to get some army troops how, in here. How are you going to call the National Guard 
and say to the National Guard, hey, we got a one dude killing a whole bunch of people. We need to send the army. They're going to be so, like, <laughs> guys, guys, I don't know how I was supposed to tell you this, but listen, some bad shit is happening. All you got to say is we, could, we got 30 dead bodies in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In we have 30 dead bodies and help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> help, please. Oh my Hell god! Please with a with a winky face because you know it's a it's, you know it's a text. Um, <laughs> <laughs> LOL, help! LOL. Um, let's talk. Okay, let's talk about her, her Jamie Lee Curtis's involvement in this movie, which I which I love. I, I love Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. Don't get me wrong. Anyway, anyway, I can get Jamie Lee Curtis. I'll take it. You, you got to give him props for being consistent with the story and her not being able to just give herself an adrenaline shot and get back out there. You know what I mean? I love that she tried to do that and then immediately gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, trampled on, got, trampled on by the mob. I mean, sick, yeah. you know, th- this woman well past her sixties gets stabbed and can't go back out there and hunt. You know, the monster. That's she has a core muscle injury. Yeah, you know like, it, that it, would it, suck it bad. Good. I like how she straight told the nurse, "Give my bro a double shot." <laughs> she was like, "He deserves to feel good." Well, I, I like, I like. See, if that had been someone else, I don't. Will Patton is good. He he has made his Agreed. chops. He has made his chops in history. I think they. I would be willing to bet that scene in the room with with of course Lori and I forget what his name is. I can tell you what his name is. With, with of course, Laurie and um, Hawkins. Oh, yeah, Officer Hawkins. That wasn't in the original draft. I'm willing to bet those conversations were not in the original draft. I'm willing to bet someone pointed out that, hey, you have Jamie Lee Curtis and you have Will Patton. Let's not waste them here. Let's let's get them – let's get some dialogue with them. Yeah, but it wasn't great dialogue. It was just like some weird wants-to-be-touching scene that's like – Kind of well, but you've got to have some kind of that levity. You can't just have yes. 90 minutes of Michael stabbing people. Oh, no, you're right. They went, they, they have went you ever watched the Saw movie? Of course oh, you can. Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, you're right. 90 minutes of slasher is too much. They went with the with, with the strict 84-minute rule. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> We're going to give six minutes of story. Well, this this is this was 106 minutes. It wasn't exactly a... And 104 of it was slasher. Okay, so it's let's... Okay, right. let's talk about... Okay. Roger, I, I know your favorite couple to die was the woman who got the, the piece of glass through her neck. Why did he kill those people? Why not? Well, no, 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 no. The onus is not is not me to tell you why not. The onus is on you to tell me why. Listen, he's killed indiscriminately throughout two movies. But they're not in his. They're not in his house. They're not anywhere in. They're not anywhere anywhere in the way to Michael's house. Direct so path. Of course they, they are. Yeah, direct path. They're in the direct path to his house. They said mm. that. Yes. And you, did you love how that she's flying? A, she's having fun with whatever she just purchased. And flying then a drone. She's flying a drone that gets snatched out of a doorway and mm-hmm. then thrown back at them. And then she goes, "Is someone in there? What do you mean? It's someone in there? Yes, of course, <laughs> someone's in there. Get the hell Jesus. out of the house, lady." I just okay. One of the things I when I watch these movies, these horror movies, I just I want them to be not so tropey. And Halloween Kills is one hundred percent tropey. Yeah, and it's not tropey in a great way either. No, that's the whole thing. It's like I wish it weren't. I'm sure they, I'm sure a lot of those tropes bothered you too, Roger. You usually notice those things more than I do. Yeah, I usually do. But you know one thing I laughed about talking about this scene with a couple that you think he killed for no reason? When he has the corpse of the guy up on the table and he's just stabbing the knives into them. Into him. Yeah, because he can't find a knife he likes. He's yeah. got to find yeah. a knife. Yeah, he's, he's trying them out. his trial method. <laughs> and then he just, leaves her, he just leaves her kind of there 
I mean, yeah. she's dead. I mean, she's going to die. But, man, oh, man, I could think of worse. I can't think of any worse ways to die than having those kind of glass shoved into your neck. That's just, that's awful. Um, um, I mean, there's a lot of people. The kid that got his neck twisted all the way around, that was probably worse. I, I can't see. I, I, again, how fucking stupid are these people? Very. Like, a, lot of, a lot of these people that die, like, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of okay with it because, like, no, if you're going to act stupid, I don't care if you die. Because, I mean, there was nobody in this movie that died that I was just like, eh, <laughs> shouldn't happen. Well, it doesn't. Again, like one of those things with he's upstairs walking around with a gun. He notices blood dripping down. He looks up, sees his father. Michael comes out of the closet. He might have one or two seconds to react, but he doesn't. He doesn't. The one thing he doesn't do is put the gun forward and pull the trigger. Like, what is wrong with these people? Why can no one just shoot him? They do shoot him. They do I, a lot, actually. In, yeah, in, he does. He does get shot. And in stabbed. the end, after and, after well, everyone's been killed, I mean, uh, granddaughter or somebody stabbed in the stomach three times. You know what I mean? She so did. It's she, like, she got him. She, she did. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those. But uh, again, things are becoming more and more clear. Which I, I'm actually fully behind, to be honest. I, I like the, I like that they're kind of making that more apparent in this. And maybe that's you know the, you know the the twenty first century me talking, but. I do enjoy the idea that he is a force of nature more than just, you know, he's like more a, than a person. person. Yeah. Because, but, like, but, it, but it, again, it how do you, but how do you, okay. But how do you stop it then? We don't well, know yet. Well, uh, again, we don't know yet, but, um, but there's so many other things that we've seen and watched and there's, there's folklore on that. There's specific things that will, you know, banish these, these creatures, kill them, whatever, whatever have you. And I'm okay well, with my being person. in that category. Yeah. That's one of my most hated thing about the Freddy movies is those kids are dead every time. There no one ever because you can't you can't fight what you can't fight. A very wise they, man once told me that people die, die every, every day. day. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um yeah, but, usually not to violent stabbings, but occasionally. <laughs> occasionally, sure, sure. Somebody's gotta stack the numbers. Mm. Make stabbings great again. No? Inappropriate. Hey, uh, a, no, picture group, a picture in a group chat just reminded me of something. Who the hell, who the hell keeps a well carved jack lantern in their closet? An- another um, good, another good, good, good question. That's lit. <laughs> that's yeah, lit. Like, 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 what the hell? <laughs> and none of these people have common sense either. That's the whole thing. Is when they, is when, when the kids know he's upstairs, they hear his boot, and none of them run outside and call the posse over. No, no. Again, that's my. Again, then that dude goes in by himself. I mean, yep. you... this ends tonight. <laughs> Evil <laughs> dies tonight. Evil I'm super sweaty. Actually, you know what really? Okay. Super sweaty. You, know, <laughs> you know what really bothers me about the guy that runs into the house by himself? Hmm. The fact that he's driving around in his car looking for Michael Myers and he's drinking coffee out of like a mug while he's driving. <laughs> fucking infuriated me. First off, that's just crazy. No one could do that. I spilled hot coffee all over myself. God damn it! That maybe he's so not bad. sweaty. Maybe he's covered in coffee all the time. Oh my god! <laughs> he's dealing like with I'm like with at one point he puts it down and picks it back up. What car cup holder holds a mug? <laughs> They're not made for that. We're okay hold with on, the, hold on. You're asking that question, but you don't want to ask why no one can shoot Michael say, Myers. We're okay, we're listen, okay with the, with the listen, I've watched many Myers. movies where this man cannot be killed. Okay? I'm past the point of understanding that. No one drives around with a coffee mug like that. 
Get a thermos. Oh my god. Come on. <laughs> Come on, people. Get a thermos. I shouldn't have to bring this well, up, but you guys okay. both know what I'm talking about, don't Fine, you? But don't... Does it infuriate you? <laughs> it should. Okay, here's my point, though, is even as someone who likes this movie, and then, I mean, the one thing I would ask him is most people in this movie make decisions that normal people would not make. They're like forced- jumping off the roof? Out a window, I mean. Well, no, I mean he was gonna he was gonna be killed worse than worse. <laughs> oh. No, that Listen. part actually I actually liked that part. That was the whole Frankenstein part. I actually liked you know with the, the the music slowing down the way it did, and you know like it had it kept having the looks between the survivor from forty years ago and Laurie's daughter about that guy's that's not Michael. How do we stop this mob? And the guy's like, I don't think we can. You're gonna kill him. And, and then he just jumps off and splatters himself. Which that, I think that was a great rule. Yeah, it was good. It was very good. Um, I wish we had more more of that in the in the movie. Well, you want more people splattering on the sidewalk? We just don't have time for that. But again, I'm just I'm more interested in a movie that doesn't necessarily explore that Michael's now this this transcended beast that can do whatever he wants, and more interested in seeing that you know. Laurie Strode, who survived this 40 years ago, feels penance for helping to create Michael and needs to put his ass down. You know, that's what I want to see more of. And I'm sure I'll get that well, in the next movie. But I think I think the ending of this movie sets that up, right? I'm, I'm pretty certain that that's what's going on here. But I, I mean, the thing I always think is like in certain situations, the reason we like certain movies like Palm Springs or it's because it's written so tight. You know, Palm Springs, there's The Vast of Night, there's, you know, just Sound of Metal. Three excellent movies right off the top of my head that we've talked about in the past year or two is those movies work because people are doing what you think they would do in that in, in that situation within the universe that they're, you know, how their characters can do. That's what makes those movies great is there's not a lot of, they're making correct, they're making correct decisions and and actions, but none of the people in this movie do anything remotely correct. As far hmm. as when you have Michael Myers in the ground and you finally got this piece of crap, would you would you would draw and quarter him? You'd tie his arms and hands with rope with a car, and then you just drive in four different directions. You would behead him. You'd burn him. You'd do all the above, and they do none of the above. That's I don't know. They put some rounds in him and stabbed him and beat him. And I just maybe I'm looking. Maybe I'm I'm trying to apply real knowledge here. Or like reality that doesn't really grounded reality that doesn't exist in this movie, and that's okay, and that's my mistake. But I mean, that's that's on David Gordon Green to, to help answer for me, and he is his answer, telling me that he's something more than just a man now. Is that his I answer? think I think probably. Okay, but like I said, this movie is bad. The only thing that changes any of it for me is how the last couple of minutes are. It doesn't make this movie better. But at least it gives me a clearer path to what the third movie in the series will be. Is that, last, is that a fair thing to say? So, the last death that, that takes place in the Myers house, there are there there there's got to be I hate there, this. There's there there's there's got to be forty five people just in the front of that house. There's got to be another twenty five people in the house. There's got to be around the back. How see that's the thing is like once you become Michael Myers, you just you get the ability to transport anywhere. 
You don't have to walk. You can just transport wherever you want to go. Just boop, there, you're, you're there. So is Jason Voorhees. What do you want from that part of it? I don't understand your problem with with the fact that he, that like there may be other things at work here that isn't grounded well, I, in, no. in human rules. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. He could have went in the back door. You know what I mean? You could say well, anything He did about go in the back door, obviously. But somewhat, I mean, there would have been people on the first floor of that house taking evidence and roping sections off. My point no, no, no. is... Well, well, here, here, okay, fine. You, I get your problem with that, though, but... It's just one of those things where, I don't know, you almost have to accept that at this point because it's been in every single Michael Myers movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll, I agree with that. You know, I, like, and like it's it's just that uh, seems to be a theme that he's able, he's able to do for whatever reason he's able to do it. But, I mean, it's just to me there was just – they were just like, wouldn't it be cool if we end it? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, with yeah. her in front of the window and then she gets killed and wouldn't it be now cool we, and, then, and then they're like um and someone's like um how the fuck are you gonna get him there and they're like don't worry about that we're millennials who gives a shit we don't worry about that we don't have to explain yeah. shit like that's I how i feel that's how i, I don't feel. Underst- i don't understand how they're gonna kill off one of your three po- uh poster characters that are like now like a part of this like this trio in the last in the last, last thirty seconds, seconds yeah. during a monologue that makes that 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 you don't have any idea. That was the cherry on top of my anger. Is that yeah? Like, right? like that was that was, that was bad. That's a terrible decision. Rod, Roger, how, how how do you feel about that? It makes that it makes that death have zero impact. The way that they the way that they they do it. That could have been a big moment. That could have been something. That should have Instead been a big they moment. Did that like, yeah, that was yeah. poor decision making. Roger, what say you with that last death? Well, I mean, is it the last death that's poor decision making? Is that really what we're hinging this whole movie on? No, like, no I, but it I don't help. Well, yeah, I don't want to be the guy that says that that thing swings us either way. This movie's not good. It just yeah. isn't. At no point in this movie was I thinking like, hey, you know, just around the corner they'll make some change and everything will circle back around and be great. They don't. Everything is bad. So I don't I don't judge the entire movie off that scene because listen, up until that point it was bad, after that point it's still bad. So agreed. agreed. It does that really doesn't have any bearing on me. Uh, but but it does though because it just again, it's it's a whole other layer to well, Michael that doesn't make it's any stupidity, sense. sure, but it doesn't change my view of this movie in any capacity. Well, but what okay, okay, I'm going to I talked about it. What makes the original Scream and I think part of Scream 2 so good is that when you really sit down and deconstruct there's no, you can you can map out where the what what killer was where when, and so you're like it's not none of it's impossible because if with careful consideration, you can map that out 100. It makes sense every time, and then at least the first screen movie, there's none of that. Well, he shouldn't have been in that room when he, he teleported there. There's there, there's none of that. But I I understand what you're saying, Chris, is with Jason Voorhees, with Freddy, with with all those 80s that just yeah you can run 10 million miles an hour and then you fall on a twig. And you look up and he's standing right in front of you. I get yeah. that. But I mean, that worked in the 80s. It doesn't work <laughs> now. It just doesn't work. It doesn't pass anymore. It we works need more now. Than that. It, it, it works now if that's the way that your that your character you've created in your movie world works. And I, and I believe that's what they're trying to set up with this. I don't oh, know no, you, you, you and Roger. No, no, you and Roger. One. You and Roger definitely aren't wrong about that. You are 100% right. They're setting him up to be something else. Just. Maybe I'm looking for a f- a movie where physics apply, and I'm not getting that movie, and that's on me. So I mean, not not in. The, I mean, I think you're looking for it in the wrong movie at this point. Is all. 
That's fair. I mean, I, yeah. I I can't argue with that. That's you know, that's a sound argument. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, so like, I mean, I mean, don't you want physics to be in Fast and the Furious franchise? You know what I mean? Like, uh, like fuck no. <laughs> no. I mean, ever, ever. Oh, so I mean, I guess just a few more minutes though about about this movie before we move to score it. How do you feel about the evil dies tonight? How do you feel about that part of the that part of this this movie story? I think it's interesting because I do think that I like the take of them rallying everybody together to try to get this to end. Cause I get it. Like it's not some one-off thing. This dude's been around for a long time and they put it in. He's terrorized this town for 40 years. Like this is the end of it now. Okay. Yeah. And I understand that there will be people that immediately would be like, fuck it. He's right. Get out the chainsaw yeah. and handguns and ball bats. And we're chasing this guy down. I can see something like that happening. I really, truly could. That's the most believable part of this movie. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and, you know, Michael killing the people who live in the Myers house now. I, sure. I get that. I get that. That's his house. I I, I get it. Um, I, some of the other deaths. I don't understand why he killed that couple in the beginning, although that, that guy is pretty awesome. Um, who gives a fuck? Just call the cops. <laughs> that's Lenny Clark. He's great. Um, yeah, there's some other deaths that why he kills those kids, I don't understand. Um Shouldn't have been standing there. Is that really what we're going with? Shouldn't have been standing there? That's fair. Sure, sure. Um, Why were those kids such brats? Why would you want to punch those kids in the face by the end of that? Because they were such brats. Yep. Well, you know, good on them for killing some kids in this movie. You know? I I, I really really appreciate that. Indiscriminate death. (laughs) Michael Myers is is an equal opportunity murderer. He doesn't care who you are. He just kills you. That's fair. Okay. I mean, I... So, I mean, do you think Carpenter would be happy with this? Do you think he is happy with this? I mean, he's involved, so I doubt it, but who knows. How do you feel Rob Zombie likes these movies? These these two? I don't like Rob Zombie's movies most of the time anyway, so... Well, but what about... His his Halloween was pretty good. The second one is... The second one's atrocious, though. Yeah, way, way bad. But the well, I mean, listen, the, the first one of this was pretty good, and the second one's pretty bad. True. So maybe we're on the same page. We're following suit so far, I maybe, guess. Maybe it's the Michael Myers curse for film. Mm, maybe every second Halloween movie is bad. <laughs> mm, I never <laughs> thought about it like that. Mm, verifiable facts right there. All verifiable. Only the facts. Currently they are facts, though. Until <laughs> yeah. proven otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and, until somebody makes a second Halloween movie that's not bad. It's true. See? That's very true. I got you. All right, well, let's, let's move closer to scoring it. I guess I always have so much to say about, I always have so much I want to say about certain movies and just, I just got to stop sounding like such a negative person. Although it doesn't, I mean, if a movie's not good then it's not good. Well, yeah. The thing is, I mean, we've discussed it many times. I don't, if a movie's bad, I don't try to go out of my way to look for stuff that's good in it. Listen, there's stuff in this movie. I don't mind. Like we talked about the scene where like he kicks that door and that woman shoots herself right in the face. Like I laughed really hard about that, (laughs) (laughs) but most of the rest of the movie is really bad. So, you know, I the only thing that I can say that gives me hope for anything else is that the last few minutes are setting up something different for a third movie. That's it. But, I don't look at anything else more perspective-wise. I don't try to answer the questions that we're not going to get answers to, especially out of this movie. It doesn't really make a difference to me. It's fair. Okay, well said, well said. I I I got you. I got you. So let's move to score right, it then. Yeah, let's score it. And if if I could, boys, I want to go last. Sure, I'll go first then. I don't care. 
So because of everything that I just said 30 seconds ago, <laughs> this movie is pretty not good, right? It's bad, probably. I think I, I'm not going to be overly nice to this movie because it's not good. I will watch this movie again because it is dumb slasher, um, and that's something I can appreciate. I mean, I've, I've made it a point throughout many things. Same with Chris. Is I'm not a horror movie guy. This movie, this movie isn't scary to me at all. Um, it's just watching people get sliced up or beat or shot themselves in the face, shooting themselves in the face. This movie's like a three. Um, and it's not going to be much better than that, Whoa. even with a second or third viewing. So the three is where I'm taking it. I'm a big fan of the 2018 uh, Halloween movie. I thought it was a fantastic way to kind of you know retcon and bring your character back stronger. This movie undoes a lot of that progress in my book so far you you have a legendary character michael myers to use at your disposal and you somehow make him non-menacing and not scary at all he's just a he's just a murder robot in this and it's not even it's not even close to entertaining in my opinion this is a four this is not fun this is not good this is not great um i did have a great chuckle at the woman who who shoots herself look out for that that's 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 a good moment and if you want a slasher flick that's just murder facing, I mean, this movie does deliver on that. But I didn't have fun with this one. Um, I'm going to go. I thought you guys were going to be a little higher than that, but I'm going to give a three also for the, for the reasons of this, this entire movie is everything that happens, every single action that takes place is a plot device, every single one of them. So to me, it's, this is – I mean, I wanted to give it a two, but I, I didn't think I was being fair because it does it's, – it's, it looks great. <laughs> I mean, the movie looks looks great, and, you know, I'm – I got to give it props for using, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis and bringing back the cop and all those people from the first, you know, 78 movie, all the characters, <clears throat> it does some good things. Okay. I love the inmate suicide scene because that, that death was preferable to being ripped apart by a mob. Sure. I, I, I understand that. So I'm going to give it a three, but I wanted to give it a two just for the record. Wanted to give it cool. a two. Cool, bro. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 200 and 49 for the love of cinema each new episode posts every tuesday morning at 5 a.m on the podcast service of your choice of the following five itunes podbean google Podcasts, spotify amazon music please have a comment or two rate subscribe every little bit helps but more importantly thank you very much for listening we always appreciate it check out the show on twitter at love cinema pod i'm at grayson maxwell one i am at rod stillian and i'm christopher bond don't forget to check us out on facebook we're always posting stuff on the social media. Send us an email to fourblovacinemapodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on YouTube. And next week, Roger, it's time. Give it to us, you cowards. They finally gave it to us. Dune and Ron's Gone Wrong. Please make a note that Dune is available theatrically and on HBO Max. So you can do that. Either. But Dune's a movie I think you definitely have to see in theaters. But that's just my take on it. Just my take. Word. 